This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I am unashamed. What about you? So... Dad, as we uh, talked about on the last podcast, is on his way to, I guess Houston, Houston, Houston mm-hmm. to do to speak at uh, Dusty Hill, the ZZ Top uh, guitarist, his funeral, which was really a neat thing. We were talking about it yesterday on the podcast, Mom and Dad. I can tell he's like really honored. So in his place, since he's so irreplaceable, you know, because he he's Phil. We, uh, I decided to uh, to invite mom and mom's sister for the first time. Ain't Ann is right. in the house. Ain't Ann, everybody mm-hmm. meet Ain't Ann. She's uh, job, she, she's the older sister, but she actually gets around better than mom. <laughs> Thanks, Al. <laughs> I mean, I, we want that noted. <laughs> yep. I mean, is it not true? Ain't it is. What I about mean, this? I, I know a new bandage. Is, yeah. is that something else we can? So yeah, there's I, another one. She's right got here. another one on her arm. All right, yeah. so uh, more injuries for mom. So first of all, this is the first time you've made a public appearance, other than your, I guess, TMZ interview. But this oh. first time you've been out since the the Bobo episode, so our fans have been praying for you and asking about you all the time. So tell tell everybody how you're doing and how's Bobo? Bobo still? You he... look like you've made a miraculous recovery. It really, I can hardly even tell. Yeah. Well, that little hunk Thank is you. out. <laughs> just just so you know, I had it in a ziploc bag at the at the hospital. Really? And the doctor said, what is that? I said, it's the part he pulled out of my lip. So were you thinking he might sew that? Yeah, I said, I thought, yeah, I took it. He said, like Miss, a finger. He said, Miss Kate, you've watched a lot of TV Too about things TV. like this. Yeah, yeah this, this ain't Wasn't ER. A famous story? Somewhere? Well, we better not get, <laughs> not get off that. on that. Well, so I said, I thought you could use it to fill in. He said, no, not in this case. He said, maybe if it had been an arm or a leg or a finger or something like that, but yeah. this little bitty chunk of lip is useless. He mm. just took it and chunked it in the trash can. So, <laughs> making me nauseous. <laughs> well, it's nothing like eating a, a Chick-fil-A biscuit. Well, how do you make the decision during this trauma for somebody to say, get the lip, get the lip? Well, it was just laying there oh. after the thing, and I thought, you know, I've seen it on a lot of shows <laughs> that they can fill in. So yeah. reattach it. Yeah, yeah, reattach it. Mm. And he said, "Too many TV shows, Miss Kay. We can't do that." So there were a couple of things in your favor, from what I understand. So since now I've learned more about what happened because Lisa was there. So the ER doc was going to stitch you up, but then there was a surgeon on call who happened to be in the hospital. That's correct. And then when he heard who, who was down there, he came down and took over and sewed you up, right? Right. He did. So you got like a little extra, not that the ER doc probably wasn't great, but you got like an actual surgeon. I did. Yeah. I needed a surgeon. You did. And he did a good job. (laughs) Yeah, he did. So no pain or nerve. What do you think? 
No, I mean right now. <laughs> no. I, I, I obviously knew it was painful. Take off part of your lip and see if it hurts. <laughs> I mean right now. Are you pain Mom kind of come in with a little bit of attitude today. I, yeah. I guess it's from sitting in Dad's chair. She's yeah. got a little spunk to her. Well, I have to keep up with y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, actually, if you mash it, those two places, it is still a little bit sore. But other than that, it's all not your sore stitches are gone. Is that right? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because when they were sticking out, it just looked like white hairs in my lip. I know, and mm-hmm. I kept having the I kept having the urge to just reach over and just like you know pluck it a little bit. It Everybody like did. I know. Why is that? Why would anybody want to do that? That's really not. Not me. I'm I out. mean, I, I wasn't going to do it, but it just, I kind of want to say, man, well, just, you, you, got don't hair, you got a little something right there. You don't have hairs going out of your lips. <laughs> but it so now, but you don't have any like nerve, everything's, you feel everything and all yep. that? No problem. I'm, I'm fine now. I just have a chunk missing. Well, dad said, dad said on the podcast we were talking about that you were, he thought you should get a little Botox. And I don't know how he even knows what Botox is. He Aren't heard it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> He's but, heard that on TV. He has no idea about it. But the, but you're, but you're really done now, right? You know, no, no, I decided they said I could go to plastic surgery and have it fixed. Perfect. Yeah. But I've decided because we have somebody that's had trouble with their mouth in a few in the of of older times yeah. and she's done much and she is perfect and I want to be not perfect. I want to <laughs> well, be you, just who I am. You and me are very close. Uh y'all yeah. do stuff up together all the time. So it is kind of neat, I guess. And, well, I hadn't told her. I just I just decided that because and then somebody in the family said, Well you that somebody said you may do some commercials and they would want your lip fixed. And I said, well, if they want me, they get me in the broke broke lip or not me. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody's going to notice. No. In fact, I, I mean, I the commercials we would do would be for uh, pain and being broken down anyway at your age. So we, we don't have to worry about <laughs> right that. Right on, so, Alan. <laughs> so the, the, more, Man, the more. The first time somebody came up to me and said, your nose is crooked. And that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I looked in the mirror and I thought. You know it is because I've had my nose broken like five times, I guess, in my life. But well, I, I didn't even speaking notice. about people with accidents. It it isn't just me. Who else is it? Well, Jason had oh. his nose broke five times. <laughs> I mean, well, Jace, I didn't know where you were going. I didn't either. I didn't you either. threw me there. So when Jace was growing up, there's no doubt he was hands down the the hurt the most like he he may he went to the er more than any of the other boys and thanks jace because we had no insurance you know we had to pay that out i found that out later when i wrecked that truck (laughs) took me five years me and you paid that off yeah there's a reason it's against the law not to have insurance but Kay was like if you don't have it if you don't have the money to get it, you don't have it. <laughs> so, that, so I so I told the story before on the podcast, but mom's on here now, so I won't tell the whole story. But that, I told the story about that time I was driving that car you had from Melissa, yeah. a little white Ford. Yeah, my car was down, so I borrowed it. Well, you didn't tell me that it had no insurance, and I got pulled over by Monroe cop, oh and they and they took the car. They impounded the car and left me sitting on the well, side of the road. That's what they're supposed to do. I know. I'm not saying they did anything wrong. I'm just yeah. saying I was like, and I had no idea. I was like, well, this isn't my car. And he said, well, you're responsible. You're driving it. 
And so they took it. So I don't know what that cost, but probably a lot to get that out of impound. Four hundred dollars, four or five hundred dollars. <laughs> when we were poor. I know one thing. It was August in Louisiana, yeah. and I was sitting on the side of the road that was with hot, a with a box it? of videos. I was on my way to the hospital. I was on a mission of mercy. We've but, all had those moments. <laughs> yeah. Hey. How about laying out at VJ's, Jace? <laughs> And dad, you, daddy assessing blame before what, we got the, before we called the ambulance. What's your life? But, um, we were poor. <laughs> we were poor. But nobody knows who what that meant. That's when I had the wreck, which was right by a store. That's you pretty much have to go by to get out of here. Right. Well, that and was y'all. Y'all just happened to be coming along, I believe, or did y'all get a call? I was no. Back. I think they called them. They called. Yeah. So y'all rushed up there, and there I was, all bloody, laying on the and side. And the then Phil said, "What caused this?" I mean, I'm like. Shut up. We got to call the hospital, get him up there, yeah. quit. You can access blame later. What's ironic is, is Jason and I typically every day we rode in together to, to school, but that yeah. day I was sick and uh, Jace drove him, was by himself. When and, I, and I had just gotten new tires. Yeah. Oh, really? Get, yeah. I had to get new tires on the truck. And so I just bought those tires. <laughs> lifespan was about 20 minutes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I cool, hadn't heard Jay. that. <laughs> I know. I heard that well, they too. said when I woke up in the hospital or whatever, I said, did somebody get those tires? <laughs> <laughs> that was your first thought. Yeah, they thought, oh, he's, he hasn't recovered over the... Yeah. Well, we told the story because, you know, Phil, typically, typical dad. Of course, now he kind of is like just kind of hangs his head every time we bring stuff like yeah. this up. He was like, you know, assessing blame. His first thing was, you know, why why would a man turn right in front of another oncoming vehicle? Well, he was standing over me. I opened my eyes because I was in and out of consciousness. I had glass all in my head and I got a big scar. Your chin on my was chin. Cut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still have that scar, uh, but the beard hides it. But, uh, which I don't just gave it a little more personality, I thought. But because of what, what was almost miraculous about it, the reason that I didn't get poked in the eye with glass or anything, because I had a hat on and I didn't have my seatbelt on, which. And you, the people that saw it all happen said you went halfway out the passenger window. I did. And then back in. I mean, that he well, it spun. The truck spun eight times and then I hit a light pole. I mean, that guy hit me with a. He was square. he was going over the speed limit, and he was pulling and, a trailer. Yeah, I mean thousands of pounds. Oh, okay, and just I was in a standard operating a super truck. lightweight pickup too. It was one yeah. of those old Chevrolets that was super light. And I was gonna go, and it it kind of stalled, and then I, he just topped the the hill. It, it's a dangerous place. It There's is been it's multiple just wrecks. under just under yeah. a rise. You know? Yeah. So so I just tried to slam it in gear and gun it, but I put it in second instead of first because it just happened so fast. But at least he didn't hit me head on. So, right. But he hit me, and I just started spinning, so they say. But that's, this cap bill went over my face, and so it, the only place that wasn't glass sticking out yeah. was right in my, my right eyes. Right where you needed it, yeah. I, like my chin and neck and ears. I had a, you know, they they... Remove one big piece of glass while I was laying there out of my ear. I mean, I was bloody. I, I looked in the mirror and it was just solid blood because it was draining down from the top of my head. Yeah, it looked scary. I thought I was dead. <laughs> you but when I came to, Phil oh, said, "Why would a man pull right in front of this? What were you thinking?" Yeah, and I just like 
acted like I was going back out. I, yeah. thought, I don't want to have this conversation right now. I don't no. feel real good. I'm not sure all my body parts are attached. I'm not going to answer that question at, right well, now. The best you could have gotten out of him in that moment was, Jace, I mean, you almost died. Yeah. I mean, that would have been the best answer you yeah. know, or the best response. But he yeah. said that when I got home. Yeah. He yeah. said that for about a week. Yeah. He's like, do you realize how com- how close to death you were at. Yeah. I was like, I got it. I was I, there. Because it was an interesting story. I've told it before. But the first person who checked on me was a guy that we had brought to the Lord who had fallen away or we didn't know his whereabouts. So when I opened my eyes, I saw him and I you thought. You thought you was in hell? Yeah, I said, I didn't make it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't make it. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> All that work for nothing. <laughs> I was like, I'm so close. I mean, <laughs> what happened here? Of course, you're kind of delirious and in shock. It was, but it was I actually had a meaningful conversation with, with that fella later. You know, I saw him later on in life and I used that to get in the conversation whether he had gotten his life straight. Of course, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that did it for me, you know. I was like, well, who knows, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's hard. But. Maybe it did. Um, so, Mom, that reminded me of the time that that you almost died during a sur- one of your surgeries a few years back. That's right. And uh, mm-hmm. and Jeff was still young because Jeff and Dad were at the hospital waiting on you. The, the worst two people yeah, that could have ever been Lisa at Lisa said never yeah. again after the incident. But when, when you – so I had to put you on a ventilator. And, right. And so Dad comes in the ICU room, and the first thing he says is, Miss Kay, you almost died. That was his – which was about as good as you're going to get. Well, and he's wondering why would a woman, you know, code during the surgery. I mean, like, And then he said – I don't even have me and Jay. Uh, it was me and Jeb don't even have money for a coke. I mean, have you got any dollars? And well, I'm like, I can't talk. I'm on a ventilator. She, she had a ventilator. And he, didn't he say, uh, I just want you to know that if anything had happened to you, I've decided I'm not going to remarry. Yeah. Which was mom just if ro- I, rolled if, her eyes. Yeah. If, I'd have had, if I could have undid those things I was tied to. I would have threw something at him. So we had a little pad there for mom so she could communicate because she was awake and aware, but she can't talk. And then I handed her the thing. She she pointed and I handed it to her and she said, It's all about him. (laughs) 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 You remember saying that? Yeah. (laughs) He wrote that on that pass. I showed it to dad and he just kind of rolled his eyes. But we've we've chronicled many times that dad is not the most compassionate person. Although he's mellowing and and very much so. He's much, much better now, I think. Yeah, and and even the way he handled the the Bobo incident. Yeah, because it would be you know immediately my fault. Why would you stick your head in a sleeping dog's face? Yeah, you know he would have said that, and he didn't say that. No, he told me that. Well, well, of course he told it to someone. He said that later. But the initial thing he was concerned about. Let's uh, let's take our first break. So, Jace, there's a we have a new sponsor. And uh, I am super excited about them. You probably don't know who they are. It's called Alliance Defending Freedom. Have you ever heard of them? No. Tell me. So it's a a group of attorneys. And I don't know how I first met them. Of course, I was aware of them because, you know, every time you see one of these cases where someone's, you know, especially religious freedom or some spiritual situation, their rights are violated. These guys offer to represent. So like the Baker out in Colorado or different people, these cases, they're big cases. They go to Supreme Court and these guys are with them because what happens is most time the little guy, you know, some brother, sister in Christ, something happens to them. They can't afford a 
you know, attorneys to be able to represent them. So that's what these guys do. And so I went to one of their, Lisa and I went to one of their uh, summits they have. And so I got to really know what they are. And I, and I told them, I, I got to speak to some of them and I said, look, I'm never going to make any more lawyer jokes after meeting you guys. <laughs> That's how much I was impressed with them. So it was kind of like uh, Gary Glenn. But anyway, we'd love for you guys to. The only way they they're funded is is by generosity of people. It's a it's a five one c three. So they take donations to be able to do what they do, and that's why they're sponsoring our podcast. And hopefully, you could help them out. I love these guys. Fully endorse them and support them. You go to ADF Legal dot org. That's ADF Legal dot org slash Phil. And you're going to get a copy of a, a book called Generational Wins, and that's free just for going to their website. So join the growing number of Americans that are standing in solidarity. Get your free copy of Generational Wins. That's absolutely free. And and help these guys out. I'd love for you to donate. ADFlegal.org slash Phil. So he was concerned, which is really good. Of course, we've laughed about it on the thing because when he described – when Tony – told me how when y'all stopped by because he wanted Phyllis to go with you guys. Yeah. And of course she goes to bed early because she's going to work. But the way he did that, he doesn't go and knock on the door. He just pulls right up to their bedroom window, lights on bright, and starts blowing the horn. Ten horn blows. <laughs> Got him out of there. I mean, at midnight. I mean, I was like, Dad, why, why would you? He said, well, I mean, I just, you know, I was trying to get him up. You know, trying to. Of course, you know, Phyllis just flew out of there because she knew something was wrong. But yeah. Tony was like, he'd Love, be like me. You know? It work. I mean, Mark pulls in my yard and starts blowing the horn at midnight. I'll, I'll get up <laughs> with your gun. Oh, I'll have my gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we established that on the last podcast. So, and and for for audience to know, so we to me, I mean, A&M was like our sanctuary. You you yeah. were our sanctuary when we were yeah. kids. You know, we've established we didn't have much, and we didn't go anywhere because we didn't go on vacations or do anything like that. No money. No money. Yeah. And just, you we know. We were poor. We were poor. All right. We've established <laughs> that. So, but but we were rich in love, you know, especially yes. when dad came around. But but I used to go over, and I don't, Jace, do you remember going to oh, yeah. St. Anson's? So, so, oh, we so, went to the uh, the country club. Right. Yeah. And uh, it was could, the first time that, you know, I had a guy say something from a famous movie that says, you know, that said, what are you doing here? And I was like, well, I'm with my uncle. And he basically said the version of some people don't belong. Um. So, <laughs> at Vivian Country Club. At I didn't have Club, the right yes. attire yeah. on, and I was out getting golf balls out of the bushes where people had like hooked them off. Well, Jason has a long history of of having country club issues. Uh, He's yeah. still having them, yeah, man. By the way, well, I got out there and thought, heard about these, that. These people are leaving all these balls in the bushes, yeah. and they're just walking on by and just leaving them. So I went and started getting them, and uh, I got accosted because <laughs> back then I just I was young. Yeah, I didn't realize you need to do this a little more. Yeah, sneakily. like yeah, I like after <laughs> dark. Yeah, well, that's what I do. We learned that. Yeah. yeah. So we would in our typical, uh, our typical uh, wardrobe in those days was a pair of shorts, uh-huh. no shoes, no shirt, yeah, no service. I yeah. mean, that's that's the way we were. That's how, <laughs> the way we rolled when we were kids. But we used to come over, and they were at the it was the Vivian Country Club, which looking back at it now is kind of comical to me. That to us, that uh-huh. was like the fanciest. I mean, it was oh, like a it, it was like it, a modular. It's yeah. how I view the masters now. <laughs> I looked around and thought, man, somebody knows how to cut some grass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, because we we'd never even seen cut grass before, you yeah. know. Because Dad famously doesn't cut grass. Never. So, uh, and they had a swimming pool. Yes. 
And so you would take us over every day. And Uncle Wade started kind of working with, he taught us, he taught us how to swim. He taught me how to dive. I remember that. And then he taught us ultimately how to play golf. How to play, yeah. Which was really neat. So I, I just, I, I don't know. I just look back on those times. They were such a, they were so meaningful to me now. You know, just because mm-hmm. we had that place to go. And then yeah. usually we'd go and I'd stay a week with Nanny as well up, yeah. in, up in Ida. And so I just, you know, those memories are so still strong after yeah. 50 years, you know, of doing that. But, oh, yeah. So thanks for taking us all those years. Well, I loved you boys. Yeah. Well, that became our Disney World, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, y'all well, going we to Disney World? I was like, I don't know, but there's a place over here where my... My aunt Ann lives. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then y'all always, from that point forward, like even when you moved away from Vivian, because you weren't on the country club there, but when you moved to Texas, first down around Galveston or wherever, Houston, and then... It was down Houston, yeah, and then, Friendswood. And then Tyler later. Mm-hmm. Y'all always lived on a golf course. So every time we would come see you, once we got, you know, became adults, we would play golf with Uncle Wade. And he gave me my first set of clubs when I was a teenager. I'll never forget it. You, I guess you gave them to me, but yeah. it was a brand new set of Titleist clubs that he had won in a golf tournament. Uh-huh. And uh, <clears throat> and he gave them to me. I was a teenager. And then those clubs passed down because, like, as soon as I got some clubs, they went to Jace. Jace and yeah. then Jace gave them to Willie, and they just uh-huh. kind of went down the line. But, it, you know, I thought about it. If it hadn't have been uh, for you guys, we'd ne- we probably never would have ever learned how to play golf. Oh, my goodness, We no. were never going to do that around here. No. You know? <laughs> well, Phil thought that was silly. Oh, yeah, silly. <laughs> well, like mowing the grass. You know? Yeah. When he yeah. said the frost to get it, I was thinking, do I now? He said, the frost to get it. Yeah. And he kept saying that. I said, no, I'm talking about mowing the grass. Yeah. He said, the frost oh, will, will kill, kill the, the grass. grass. Just yeah. give it time. <laughs> it's it's the cycle of the almighty. So. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it seems high now, but it'll cool off in a few months. Frost to get it. I thought, oh, you don't like mowing that grass. Well, once we moved out here, there really was no grass, right? I mean, it's it's never really, it's just kind of dirt and mud everywhere yeah. on your place now. But Uncle Wade taught us how to play golf. We Remember, we sat up, we dug holes. And we played a version with yeah. sticks and, and balls. Play golf. That's where I first played golf. was literally a, a self-made yeah, we golf course on course the river. On the river. Yeah. 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 So, well, like I said, you can tell everywhere we lived, we lived on a golf course because he yeah. did love golf. And yeah. I was thankful that he got to play for that many years, you know, yeah. enjoyed his retirement. Right. He was hilarious to play with. He had a he had a he had his own con- he provided his own commentary for oh, where he, he messed up on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. He was like, "Wait, put your head down." I mean, he had swing, you know. Keep uh, your wait, head down. Wait. Keep your head down. Wait. Yeah, it was really <laughs> comical. And then <laughs> Willie and me, all of us, kind of got to where we would imitate him, but when we yes. weren't playing. So then, and it still carries on because every once in a while we'll be playing, and I'll and I'll go, "I'll keep your head down." You know, yeah. I'll go like an Uncle Wade <laughs> chastisement of yeah. myself, which is really funny. But I always appreciated that he took that time with us because you had two daughters. Yes. Uh, one of them has gone on to be with the Lord, unfortunately, right. uh, yep. uh, last year, which was a hard year. And uh, But Connie is uh, is there. So you had boys for the first time with us, right? Well, yeah. See, I had the girls and Kay had the boys. So I, I got y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and we've always been close. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been it's been neat, Anna, because... You've kind of you. I mean, Uncle Wade's been gone how, how many? Uh, six years. Six yeah. years. Six years. And so, uh, but it's you've been in relatively good health, and so we've gotten to spend a lot of time. You go on vacation with us every yes. year. How long have you been doing that? Going to Gulf Shores with us twenty something years. Yeah, and so you're the you're the dad replacement because we've established <laughs> dad's not going to the beach. 
He, well, who would want him to go? <laughs> well, one no. year, yeah, that's what I bought. Do you want him to go, Jason? Like, How come your dad don't go? I was like, nobody wants him to, including <laughs> well, him. He don't want to go. He don't want to go. We don't want him. Yeah, we there. don't want him there. Well, see, Wade never wanted to yeah. go like that, so right. that's why Kay and I have always gone places together. Yeah, I'm not really a beach guy, but I do go just we know for the family, you know. And, yeah, I, when you see me on the beach, well, I do a few things. I fish. Down there, and this yes. year I actually metal detached a little bit, which was kind of fun. Yeah, but I don't like the hot sand and the salt water and the creatures that are. I don't like being in close proximity to things that can. Get what me. about roasting in the sun? You like that, don't you? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that, and the fact that a lot of mostly women just do it on purpose, I just don't get it. They're like, oh, this is awesome, just yeah. roasting in the sun. I always just think of the little rotisserie with chickens yeah. going around, and I think, why would you want to do that on purpose? <laughs> now, if I was a chicken, you had no choice. But if I'm a uh, human, I'm not just going to roast out here in the sun. Not going to do it. Well, up until the la- out of all those years, up until the last two years, <laughs> Ann always took our our yearly golf picture yeah. of the of the guys because we we play golf all week when we're down there. And then do family stuff as well. But Ann was always in charge of that. <clears throat> and it was great because she would always remind us. But then two mm-hmm. years ago, because of COVID, y'all didn't get to go. Yeah. Uh, and then, or maybe mom was sick. I was it sick. was her uh, surgery. Oh, her surgery. And yeah. I stayed home, took care of her. Right, Everybody you stayed here. Yeah. And then this past year, of course, we had the Bobo incident. So you went, but you couldn't really do the stuff you normally do because you had to stay out of the sun. And uh-huh. Well, the doctor said, don't you dare get that lips yeah, burned because you you know then you'll have trouble on top of trouble and of course willie hadn't been the last two years either because mm-hmm. of various things so it's kind of it's different now and so I, well, I said we had a tradition for a long time but it finally we broke did. you know it's okay well i will say that the week i mean that he said he was going to take care of me when he didn't and i will say four days he brought me lunch down mm-hmm. that he made right it's delicious well, so he didn't lie about that. He did help take care of me. His family's gotten so big now, and they were having a lot of babies right yes, around vacation time, so they had to stay home. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, let's take her another break. I want to talk a little bit about y'all growing up in Ida, Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't, Aunt Ann's got a great memory. Mom, sometimes, sometimes, you, well, know, you know, sometimes, I don't know. <laughs> sometimes as in, you're wondering, is it real? Did that really happen? <laughs> Uh, and you'll never know. No. So what? Nobody. You were in. Well, you, that's why you're here to let us know. That's right. You're supposed to be passing stuff along. If you can remember. True. <laughs> if I can, I'll make it up. Okay. <laughs> so tell us about tell us about the uh, Caraway's Grocery, because your parents. It was a was that a second generation store for them, or who started the store and all that? Papa. What? No. Yeah, well, someone had it, and then Papa, our uh, fathers father uh bought it and then daddy and his brother ran it okay and then our first cousin ran it and that was kind of the place to be yeah that was kind of the place to be back then it was the only place to be. (laughs) (laughs) he got one store well there was a there's basically ida is a crossroads and it used to have a flashing light now they have an actual light they have an actual stoplight there and so right on the corner is this old building that was built in the 20s on the side of it it says 26 or 27, we're not sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it says. Built in 27 or 26 or whatever. Yeah. We're not sure. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were letting you know. But so, so yeah. And so some of our memories coming 
we were kids, they still are your cousins still around the store. And so we would go hang out there and get a snack or whatever. But so that will. So what else did y'all just hang out there? Well, I want to tell this part. Yeah. And uh, with her older than me age, <laughs> she actually had to go in and really work like our like our parents did. I mean, she did the rest of She did everything. Yeah. Dad and, made me. Yeah, she yeah. worked like a slave. Even on Saturdays, he would make me go in and work at the store, and all my friends were going to Vivian's women. Oh, yeah. So when I oh, came I along eight to ten years later. <laughs> you need to let that go, in it? <laughs> I used to, when I came in oh, eight years later to be in the store, I never physically worked. <laughs> but my job, which I made it up myself, there was a lot of older women, and they were so lonely, and they would love to just hang out at that store because they didn't have anywhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it had an old-timey heater, you remember, that you yeah. could burn yourself. And there was no air conditioning. No, no, we no. had a giant fan. Giant and fan. the fan. Yeah. So what i do is go over there and entertain the old women. Hmm. I told story after story. after, And, and they just know, loved it. They yeah, and it I mean, I, you know, I run out of real stories, so I went to making them up. <laughs> but they loved them. I had them laughing all the time. And I said, well, I'll just be the entertainment of the store, which some people got mad because they had to work. <laughs> Yeah. You See know, who she's pointing to. And and I got to entertain. And you've been entertaining ever since, Mom. Ever since. That's- and that's why I have no back trouble because I never did a lot of physical work. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's honest, Al. That's yeah. true. Well, so who has who has physical back problems? Yeah. So there's eight years difference eight between years, y'all. Uh-huh. And so you so you when you left to go home to go to college, right? Mm, right. And is that where you met Uncle Wade in college? Yes, okay. in college, yeah. So with that big gap, you know, you were gone, but Mom was still young, right? Mm-hmm. So when you left to go to college, how was how were you, Mom? I you can't remember? figure all that math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would know that, Al? I, mean, I would know that. Well, yeah. she was still little when Wade and I got married, you know, in the wedding pictures. Okay. It was Kay, you know. Well, well yeah. she never liked me. When I was little, <laughs> no, but I, did I didn't not. like her either <laughs> because and now every you are time, like best friends. That's, that's right. It. Exactly. But just because I got a spotlight when she was out kissing her boyfriend on the, on <laughs> the front porch that. and I put the spotlight on him and then I just then she'd run. Tell mom. Yeah. yeah, I would run like the devil. And then other things I did, I went through all her shoes. I wore them while she was gone. I mm-hmm. went in every drawer she had, tore it up. I was really not a very nice. She was kid. a spoiled brat. She That's what she was. Because <laughs> see, when when she wasn't at the store telling all these stories, yeah. she was up at Nanny's house. Yeah. And yeah. Nanny just spoiled her rotten. That's where she stayed. But that's where she learned how to cook too. You know, Nanny. Oh, yeah. I love it that how- your your grandchildren and great grandchildren call you Nanny uh-huh. now. Yeah, it's kind and of a tradition. Our grandmother was Nanny. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really neat. Yeah, we were Nanny and Papa. Yeah. And see, that's the same as ours. Right, which is cool. And the kids picked them out. I mean, you know. They they called you that first, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, so, it's the names like my oldest daughter. They called her Poppy. Hmm. Now, Poppy. where that came from, I don't know, but it stuck. You know, Poppy. Yeah, that's what they. That's what my grandkids call Jay's dad is Poppy. Really? Yeah. So I don't know. We don't know that either. Yeah. It's BB and Poppy. Yeah. And and they had picked out something they wanted them to do, but you know, well, like Carly gets got the first crack at it. That's it was, right. It was BB mm-hmm. and Poppy. So. Yeah. Which is interesting about kids, right? Yeah, they do their own thing, whatever. So, so it, I guess everything for for y'all's family changed because when your dad died, 
Yes. And right. tell us about that, because you were you were married in yes. a way. And Living you away. were 14, right? They got me off the school bus right in front of the store. I had to ride the school bus to North Kettle, and I couldn't drive yet. And when she got me off, it was our next-door neighbor, and I said, why are you getting me off the bus? I ride it home. And she said, well, we got some problems i got to talk to you about. And so I just said, what are you talking about? Who was this person? My next-door neighbor, Clifford okay. Childers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then I'm just thinking something's wrong. Well, I, in my mind, I'm thinking maybe it was my grandma, Nanny, you know, because she was older and everything. So before she got to the house, she said, i got to stop a minute and tell you something really bad. And I said, what is it? And she said, your daddy died today of a massive heart attack mm-hmm. in Shreveport. And your mother's not home because she was so shook up. She called people to come get her, but she she told the wrong hospital every time. I mean, there was like three hospitals yeah. in Shreveport. They right. couldn't find her. And so I went home, and it looked like like 50 cars there. You know, they were mm-hmm. everywhere. And so that I went in, and there was nobody in my family. I just walked in, and I just went in there to where his chair was and sat down. You know, and I couldn't You're even You just cry. kind of in shock? Yeah, I was in yeah. shock because I wasn't even crying because I said, he did not die. Yeah. I said, so that's somebody else. I never heard that. I never knew that there was nobody there. Nobody. It was just all people from town. Of course, I guess everybody That was knew the church, uh-huh. too, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. people and all. But I was just like well, God nobody. bless them for coming over so yeah. you weren't alone. But still, I, I mean, that would be hard to not have anybody. Nanny wasn't even there. Nobody was at home, so they had to get everybody. And Nanny was his mom, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So So how did you get the news, Nanny? Well, they called us. Where were you living at the time? We were living in uh, El Paso. Yeah. And when I got the call, we had gone to White Sands, New Mexico, Hmm. for the day with another couple, and they called and told us. So, uh, and Yvonne was little. Yeah. See, she was the only one of the grands that, uh, daddy ever got to know yeah and uh so we had to fly home right mm-hmm. was it was it i mean was it just as terrible as you can imagine were you just in shock well or? i was in shock too but you know being so far away and you'd been away a while yeah yeah but he was only what 40 49, 49 years old wow mm-hmm. i mean that's jason and i are both and see his brother was born with a heart defect, and mm. they never expected him to live. And he lived till in his seventies. And Daddy was didn't have that. Forty nine. He wasn't over, overweight, but he did smoke. Yeah. Unfiltered cigarettes. <coughs> Camels. Yep. That was kind of the thing for his time, right? Yeah. Let's take another break. Yeah. Well, you know, it's always affected me because we got so much time with you know. With our with you know dad's parents uh-huh. because they lived here right and then of course I you know I was super close to nanny you yeah know? and then even your mom although it was interesting because by the time I have enough memories of of your mom uh-huh. of my grandmother we call her Banny by the time I have no memories of her <clears throat> she had already kind of gone off the deep end yeah she was because she just didn't do well after he died no. right <clears throat> no she was in just in a state of shock she was quite a bit <clears throat> younger than him is that right. A few years, I, she would know she, that. Well, <laughs> I'll throw that out. I'm like you with the with the dates. I would have had to figure that one, but she was younger, yeah, yeah. but not that many years. Okay, I mean, you know, maybe she was probably in her forties. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I just remember by the time we came along. Now I loved her. She because she you talking about fun. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that she was like drinking the whole time. Yeah, that's why <laughs> well, she was so fun. But I mean, do you remember Dave? Do you remember Betty at all? No. 
Yeah. You know? Well, no. Looney, Looney Tunes are fun sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But she would, she would like run off the road. Of course, it was me and Connie and Yvonne mostly. Yeah. When she ran off Chase the road. Chase was probably there Nanny. and just little. Yeah, she'd run off the road and then she would be like, don't tell anybody. You know? Yeah. We were like, yeah, she she was drinking the whole time, and nobody like knew we it. were, nobody really knew what was no. happening. But I just thought she was a barrel of laughs, you yeah. know. She would yeah. take us out and go down the street, and she was the marching band, you know. And we would all be traipsing along behind uh -huh. her, singing Sounds in dangerous. the middle of the road, in the middle of the road, <laughs> yeah. at night when the saints go marching in. So <laughs> once again, it's a, only God's providence could have helped us survive. That's there, right. Day. That's right. And she died of cirrhosis of the liver, and yeah. she was only in her 50s. Mm, 58. Yeah, and so, uh, which was tough. And then Nanny died right before yeah. that. So that was hard because that basically cut off, you know, other than Aunt Anne, that cut off any connection to that side yeah, of the family. Yeah, with our side of the family. Yeah, yeah. there's not a lot of y'all left. It is interesting because I call you guys the Baldwin sisters. If anybody's old enough to remember the Waltons, yeah. there, there was the two sisters on there. That, I think they had a still. They were moonshiners. I think so. And it's that's called how, the recipe. The yeah. recipe, that's right. And uh, that's, that's what reminds me of y'all because yeah. it's just two fun ladies that like to go and have fun, right? That's, that's exactly right. That's us. We're not dull. <laughs> and one lady told me I was so funny I should have my own show. I know. You are funny, Mom. And here you are. And here you yeah, are. Here you You're are. on our show. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're in Dad's spot. Well, I'll okay. tell you one thing. I told Phil that I said, well, I might be overweight a little and, you know, getting older. And but miss, I, I make him laugh. Yeah, and missing some of my lip, but I make him laugh. <laughs> I make him laugh every day of his life. He's not bored. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll agree with that. Jace, at least she she's unique now with her lip. Yeah. Well, what's funny is Kay brought that up, but I, it, you look perfectly normal. So I don't. I think do. so too. I mean, I really, so can't even tell. We're not going to know. Nobody, no. if you didn't no, know, they, no they one would never notice. know. Never, yeah. never I tell you, when I have an accident, I do it good so it can just come back perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, every time I see you, you have a new bandage on or a new bruise. So. Well, speaking of that, my child, which child did I have that I had to take to the hospital the most times? He's right over there. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He was so accident prone. A couple of things happened to me when I was young. I, I cut this eye open, yeah. and then a, a deer mount fell on my head. I do remember that. It busted. I only remember the traumatic things around three or four years old. But Jace was like, it seemed like every year it was a broken arm. It was a broken whatever he got shot in the side of the head. Out of the well, I told you not to put your head over that burning trash <laughs> in the barrel. You were looking for Playing something. Playing the role of Phil it, will be it, it actually yeah. shot me from about 40 yards away. So We were on the basketball court. Yeah, we were. And the trash barrel was right on the other side of the basketball court. Uh, and that thing went pow. And yeah. Jace just dropped like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, I, <laughs> we all started looking around. What, what just what happened? happened? Yeah, it was just. And there was a, a little freak. trickle of blood coming out of his temple. A freak accident. Yeah. yeah. I remember feeling kind of. Uzi. Well, do you remember the time I told you not to get that close? We were at the gym watching the basketball games. No, that you got that story all wrong. <laughs> it's, uh, there was a bully there, and we had tried to whoop the bully. Oh. So we got all the guys who had any kind of courage. and Because this guy was like 18 in the fifth grade. Not really, but yeah. it was he was he so much bigger. He kept, he kept repeating, yeah. and he just he was a bully. And so we went out there one day and tried to whoop him, and that didn't work. He whipped every one of us standing in one spot. Just bam, we walk over, bam, bam. 
So then just the next few days, he, he was just kind of acting like a sniper and picking us off one by one. And I was sitting on the top step of the bleacher, and he just come up there and pushed me off. He just that that's I how thought, that happened. Now, see, I didn't know that. I thought you just <laughs> were showing how brave you were to get that close to the edge. Well, I was close to the edge, but he came up and and pushed me off. Yeah. yeah. So, so another trip to the hospital, right? <laughs> it was, I, I know it was trip. three in just, a. I know it was three in a row. So what was number well, most three? Most parents would say just say no to bullying. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't say how come you were so close to the edge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, did I see him bullying? I didn't know that. Nah. You didn't tell well, me. Well, I that. think I told that story, but y'all didn't believe it. But well, it actually was true. When I hear that nowadays, I, I'd laugh too because I. I mean. Bullying was all, it's been around forever. Sure. People act like now, oh, this new thing about people getting online bully, meaning somebody's talking about it. About mm-hmm. so our bullies actually beat us up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They pushed me off a bleacher and sent <laughs> yeah. me to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This online version of it, I'm like, and I'm not, obviously, I don't want people to do that, but no. I'm saying, there was more than just your feelings getting hurt. Right. We literally yeah, got hurt from mm-hmm. the bullet. But, uh, yeah. but I remember this, and I don't know which one it was of y'all, but I know it was probably Willie and, Je- and uh, Jeff did this, but I thought y'all, and I sure thought you did it, got a friend that was because yours was that big old boy that played on the football team. I thought y'all got kind of uh, – you know, your own people to fight the bullies. Well, you, you figured it out. But at that stage, <laughs> no no friends could beat this guy. I mean, yeah. he was just a beast. <laughs> yes, I mean, sir. I remember the first time I read Love Your Enemies in the Bible, that that kid's picture hey. headshot <laughs> yeah. went in my in my head because, I, I, I mean, I hated that guy because <laughs> yeah. I was like, we just couldn't whoop him. We tried everything known to man. He was just I know. We got big. put out of the carnival. That night, because you got in a fight. I mean, yep. they asked me to leave we, the well, carnival well, and take him with were me. Were you barking for the tilt a whirl? Oh, what were you doing? No, were what, you working? What had happened? Were you guessing people's was, weights? That was a different different occurrence. Put that, out of the carnival. Well, a guy came we up. Were. A guy came up and, and slapped me in the face. and uh, For no reason? No he reason. Just came, up. just came up and slapped me. And so... I chased him and caught him, and then just we just got into a scrum. This is before the carnival, and so we we just because then the principal came out, so oh, we no. all we all got whipped. So uh, we said, I tell you what, there's the carnival is tonight, so let's let's do this right. And so we had our teams; it was four against four, and so we got to the carnival. We walked behind the gym. Well, the problem was two of our friends didn't show, oh, so boy. it was four on two. Oh boy. Oh. And me and old Dwayne got whooped. <laughs> well, if I if anybody asked me who fought the most of all my kids, I would have. Ne- I mean, it would seem so strange to say it was Jason. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all because I mean, it's just personality. I mean, just you know, it makes people want to just come over and beat the crap out of them. That's just the way. Yeah. I mean, that's where what he can is. you say? What can you say? Let's, can say? let's take our last break. It's all because I tell people what I think. I don't sugarcoat things. They ask Which I questions. like that. I like people that just tell it straight. So I have no issue with Jess. Yeah. Well, I, I don't like violence, so I would tell us whatever they wanted to hear. <laughs> I'm just not have. a violent person. You're not. You're one of the least I mean, violent people I know. Although, when we were young... <laughs> And when you got riled up, I mean, mom was, she was more dangerous than dad because with dad, you knew it was going to happen. It was the belt. It was the same process. But mom would just grab whatever was handy. 
Yeah. And it became the tool by which she would meet out the discipline. I mean, it could be a pan. It could I mean, be. The... It sounds horrible, but <laughs> since you were so small, we were really not in danger. We were. That's true. That's right. <laughs> I never well, why felt. Why did you lock me out of the house and then run out the back door and made me chase y'all all the way up the hill? And then I, I run out of gas. You never figured out it was a system involved. <laughs> We rigged that back door where it wouldn't close, where all you had to do, because you could hit it running wide wide open. And uh, we just were quicker. So if that was, that was always the exit strategy. No, the reason I locked you out of the house is uh, because I was, I was fixed to whoop Willie. I locked the doors. I mean, it really wasn't, it was to keep him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, to keep him he didn't want him pulling the, out the back door check. Well, right. So he locked so it. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I was fixed to whoop him for something. I forgot what it was. Yeah, I'm he, sure. Trust me, he needed it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. I, so, so Jason, a Sunday in my sermon, uh, I had a point in there that the evil one was an instigator of disunity, which he is. You know, he loves to instigate disunity among the uh, the <clears throat> brothers. And I said, and then I confessed. I said, all right, I'm, I'm going to start this with a confession because when I was young, and Jason Willie were only two years apart, so they were ripe for disunity because you know, it's just natural because of their age. I came out and so I was an instigator. I would create scenarios to put them in situations where they would fight it out. And then of course, whenever the discipline happened, I was shocked, you know, that I don't know what's wrong with them. You know, it's just, but I was kind now, of you pulling were, the puppet you know what, strings, yeah. you know, you know what you call that sneaky snake. <laughs> yeah. That's who you are. Sneaky <laughs> snake. An, but I, so everybody laughed when I said it, I said, and I said, he said, that's terrible. Cause you're talking about the evil one. I said, I said, I was confessing. I mean, yeah. I'm not proud of it. It's just, I, I got some perverse pleasure out of watching them get disciplined. I never thought he did bad though. Did I? He <laughs> fooled always, me completely. You always took up for him. There was two or three spankings I got that I had nothing to do. <laughs> I did not know the crime and I wasn't there, but you you know, when you're a kid, you yep. say that, they think you're lying. Yeah. So I always say I, I never got one that I didn't deserve. Jason, nope, not me. That's Oh, not I, I, I got two or three. That <laughs> I wasn't any any part of it. Yeah. So, But see, it didn't hurt you one bit. Look at you now. Well, I learned to forgive through G. Only the grace of God has exactly trickled right. down, mm, yes. which is which is true. You know, it you, is true. You, you got you to gotta become followers of Jesus and sons and daughters of God in spite of your parents. And that sounds horrible, but it's true that we're all made mistakes and we're all flawed. I mean, I've said that same thing to my kids. I'm like, because they'll, I'll look back on something I did wrong and I'm like, you know what? I was wrong on that. You're going to have to overcome this despite me, me doing that. And so I, I was just, the difference is I went ahead and just owned it. I just said, yeah, that was a bad move. So I was I was talking to our mutual friend Jersey Joe, yeah, uh, who's who picked Tana up the other day and brought her over. Great guy. Just they moved here from New Jersey uh, back during COVID, and uh, he was. I was saying, I was telling a story, and kind of like we're talking about today that us being poor and we didn't have this, that, and the other. Yeah. I was probably talking about coming to your house, right? And you know, he said, you know, Al, he said, I've heard y'all tell stories before about it. He said, but you don't realize for a guy like me, he said, we did, we had stuff. You know, we, his parents had divorced and, you know, they, they would give them things to try to kind of favor, you know, curry favor. He said, so we had stuff, but he said, you don't realize what you guys had. He said, you you were rich in love and you, you did things together Mm -hmm. and you pulled together. And he was like, I envy your childhood. And it was really interesting to hear him say that because, because, you know, he listens to the podcast, so he's heard our stories, but. I thought that was a great perspective. Yes. Oh, I'm thankful for uh, being being humble. Me too. From humble circumstances. I think even when you negotiate 
you know, in the business world, it's always helped me because I thought, well, I'm not going to be intimidated by somebody threatening to not do this order like when right. I used to work with Walmart with the duck calls because I thought, well, we've proven you can be joyous with nothing. Yeah. So, but, you know, in the in the real world, they use all this material thing as right. leverage. Right. And if you're, if you're not bent by that. But you, since we weren't like, since there's not like it is now where you're constantly <laughs> watching what you don't have on TV, your kids watch TV and there's commercials. Right. We didn't have any of that. So we didn't know. We thought our lives were great. And yeah. we thought you guys were richy rich. Yeah. I mean, you know, we go to your house. And we didn't think it was great. It was great. <laughs> it was yeah. great. You I mean, the Rockefellers. Of that, that's yeah, right. right. I mean, they have a country club, they have air conditioning, you know. Yeah. But it like, was nice that they always remember that. It was like a big, big trip. You know? It was. It was exciting. It was, it was kind of like our thing every year we looked forward mm. to. It was sure. coming over to spend it with Y'all yeah. probably wasn't thinking, boy, we're rich and well off. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, we, they were but, just work. He was worked in the oil field. I mean, y'all did okay. You're middle class, and upper middle class. Too, see. It's yeah. all about perspective. Because to us, I was like, boy, we're <laughs> living it up here at the old Vivian Country Club. <laughs> well, a we, real pool, not life. a pond. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you didn't have to push, you know, push stuff out of the way. It was just clear water. Clear water. That was the first thing I said. I said, how did they get that water this clear? You know, we swam in the river. That's right. Well, you had to, in the summertime, you had to go down about five feet before you found cool water. Yeah. That top part's just hot. You know, he's yeah. got to get down there deep. But, but so much of what we talked about, you know, talked about near-death experiences and people in our family, you know, who've mm-hmm. gone on to be with the Lord. I thought about this verse we've been studying in Romans 14. It says, uh, for none of us lives to himself alone, and none of us dies to himself alone. Because all we've been talking about is family, you uh-huh. know, despite our mistakes and being there for each other. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. But I just thought about that verse because I thought really what binds us together and what's made, I think, us tight to this day was Mm -hmm. our focus on the Lord despite all the difficulties and material possessions and even ones that died before they should have Mm -hmm. and ones that have miraculously stayed alive longer yeah. than we expected. That's exactly right. Well, Wayne and Paul. Yeah. Yeah. When Aunt Ann used to send us a birthday card, the, all the nephews every year, and she'd have a little $5 bill or something in there. Something. And that made such a difference because we just never had any money. And so, I mean, that I always look so forward to getting that from you. And so yeah. I've told you this before, and now we found some success later in life, which God's blessed us. And, to get to share things back with you. Yes. You know, after you shared so much with us. I mean, that's a, it's a pay it forward, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that's one of my great blessings. You know? Well, y'all have been such a blessing to me, especially when Uncle Wade passed away. Right. Yeah. Cause that mm-hmm. was a hard time and I had y'all and yeah. had her. That's right. And yeah. still, and still do. Still do. So mom, you got a verse there. We're going to about out of time, but share, you, share with you. You brought your own verse. You brought yeah. your own I like it. I like it. I want you to read it, oh. if you can. Oh, well, I didn't want to wear my, I have to get my glasses. It, oh, okay. All right. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the out, outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. First Samuel 16, 7. I like that. It's a mm-hmm. verse I've quoted in many a speech, because look at me. <laughs> I like that verse. <laughs> Thank you. And, and see, the Lord gave it to me, yeah. because... It was a reason. I did not know what the reason was. Now, now you know. I know. Now you know. Yeah, makes me feel better about life. 
So, Ann-Ann, we, uh, we love you and so glad to have you on the podcast. I wanted people to be able to meet you because we, well, we, we'll talk you. about you from time to time and vacation, different things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, today's Ladies' Day. Uh, the next podcast, we got a couple more ladies. So we're uh, younger fun. and prettier. We're growing our female audience and you're helping wow, us do it, yeah. which is a blessing. So anyway, love you. Glad you're on here. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.